you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free charges, and third-party services. Not a yada, not a yada yada, not a yada, not a yada yada. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of This Here Thing. I am Helen Martin. And I am Tatiana Ali, and this is The Read. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, indeed, for joining us once again here in the midst of May. Is it um, May, though? Is it? Because it's been 55 degrees and raining for like a week and a half. Oh, well, that's just New York. I'm New so over it. Like, I need the fucking sunshine. I am ready for fucking summer. Please. I am so tired of this dreary shit. Yeah, we've been here a while. I, at this point, don't expect for New York to open up and act like summer until about June 15th. Um, <laughs> I don't know why she shows up so late here, but it's kind of just like, I don't know, defiance. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. It's breaking my heart, um, though. <laughs> Um, but here we are. Uh, let's get into our normal shenanigans, starting with our black excellence this week. We're going to give some shout outs to some academic badasses, starting with 16 year old young man from Washington, D.C. His name is Curtis Lawrence, the third, three of them. <laughs> and he's the third. Um, and okay. according to the- okay. I've always been jealous of, like, when I was little, I was always like, why the hell didn't I get to have, like, my granddaddy day so I could be the third? It sounds so distinguished. And you get to put the Roman numerals at the end of your name. That's true. But a lot of people are the third and named after, like, they they just in third in line of, like, a fuck nigga lineage. So it doesn't always work out for you. I'm sure that's not the case for this young superstar. Yeah. <laughs> not Let's keep that out of bounds of this. Yeah. Not trying to shit on this young. This parade just pulled up. So like, yeah, what just, did Curtis the third? Just got here. I can't, yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. So <laughs> we're just broken nigger individuals. I mean, it's and just... it is what it is. I don't pretend to be anything else. <laughs> um, so uh, young Curtis has been ready to go to college since seventh grade, I'm reading here in this article. And um, his mom and dad helped him in that... Of course. You know, and that enthusiasm and that journey to learn uh, helped him 
figure out ideas for majors and stuff like that. He started taking classes at George Washington University when he was 14. He's now 16, about to graduate high school, and has garnered 1.6 million United States dollars in scholarships. And he has been accepted to 14 different colleges, including Mm. Howard, Yale, Harvard, Morehouse, Morgan State, and many other of them things. So on Because of Them We Can, I read a quote. From Curtis that says, first, I started off thinking about what schools I what schools had good biology programs. I started looking specifically at HBCUs because I want to have the HBCU experience to be surrounded by the people who are just like me, who are not only black, but academically talented. When I read this, mm. I was like, you know what? I know that there are still some horrible, shitty children out there that will likely evolve into horrible shitty adults of course but stuff like this makes me feel like if we give these kids a habitable planet they'll be all right they'll be at least better than us if we give them a planet that they can live on where they may breathe (laughs) and be able to go outside you know what i'm saying without their their skin bubbling up like they might just be better than us and god damn it that is like one sliver of optimism that I have in my code and let me have it. Let me just have that one. I don't even need to be here when they're good. I just like... We probably won't. Let me just... I know we won't. (laughs) But just let me have the peace of mind that maybe these babies will be better off than whatever fucking shit we have forced them to live in that they're living in now. You people... You you, Fuck y'all. Okay, this isn't... Again, this is not about... (laughs) Just give them some oxygen and it's some just clean water. It's just naturally coming out. I'm not even... This isn't even a bit. We are bitter, <laughs> dying people. I mean, look at the fucking world. Um, so I was delighted to realize that... Or to read that of the 14 different schools that said, Hey, come be smart with us. Uh, he chose FAMU. Diddy, Amen. So he'll be going down to Florida. They about to pay him to go to FAMU, child. He about to get they all better. the scholarships and then some. <laughs> he'll be... All right. Double majoring in biology and computer science. Shout out to you, young man. And um, Oh, my God. That sounds like two of the worst majors. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. Hard? Yes. Biology and computer science. Girl, please. I can barely cut this MacBook on. Fuck you talking about science of the computer. <laughs> right. I mean, well, as I told you last week, I often have to remember how to spell weird. <laughs> I-E-E-O. Wait, what? So this is, you know, yeah. Curtis is working with a gift that God may not have given us. May not. And so don't <laughs> underestimate <not>. him. <laughs> The basics of biology are all I've got, y'all. All I have got. So, yes, congratulations to him. I have some great people that went to FAMU, too. So, you'll be me, too. Yes, very, very glad that he did um, end up going with an HBCU. And FAMU um, is lucky to have him. I'm sure he will be very successful. Also, many of y'all may have heard about this, um, but this next one is going to Joseph M. Grant who is a 70-year-old South Carolina native who uh, recently earned his doctorate in political science from Howard University. There was a tweet that went viral 
of his son, uh, where he was like, my pop's doing his dissertation for his PhD from Howard at 70, where it looks like obviously he had to do his dissertation from home. So he's like in a nice suit with his headphone on. And honestly, it looks like he's commentating a football game or something. But <laughs> I love it. Uh, he was doing his dissertation to get his PhD and all of that stuff. So apparently he said he wanted to go to an HBCU his whole life. He wanted to go to Howard. And he got the opportunity to start studying for his doctorate at 65 years old. Mm. This is in 2015, apparently. Well, that math, math doesn't. Well, um, <laughs> like I don't that math doesn't math for me, but maybe my brain. Um, but anyways, he started in 2015 going to Howard, and then oh, this is why that makes sense. God, I'm stupid. <laughs> I was gonna say no, 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 no. I read this whole fucking thing and completely forgot that there was a part of during his uh, time in school he had to take time off because. He suffered a subdural hematoma. Bitch, what is that? I don't know. Oh, it sounds like something wrong in your brain. It's the worst. Um, he had to get surgery and says that it affected his ability to read and comprehend, even so like he had to relearn using a knife and fork. It just oh my severely God. affected his ability to like learn, which is what he was in the middle of doing. Um, right. so he had to actually take time off. It said, uh, delayed his process for two years. Um, but he fought through that and, you know, then God was able to get back in fighting shape, get back to school. And he'll now be graduating with the class of 2021. Well, good for him. And says here his mission is to help black political leaders extend their involvement and influence in the public policy development arena. So, to you, sir, I say, congratulations. Keep inspiring. Yeah. You're awesome. Right. Because after subdural hematoma, I probably would have called it quits. (laughs) I'm saying. (laughs) On the whole PhD thing, I would have been like, look, the point is that I tried. (laughs) Yeah. And that, and I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The fact that he is finishing in six years is still kind of astonishing to me because of, again, the fucking hematoma. Like, I Googled it while you were talking about it, and that ain't no punk shit. I still don't really understand what it is, but it's like blood vessels breaking and blood pooling on your brain or some shit. Like, it's very serious. So, yeah. The fact that he he was able to... Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised after Googling it, you know, for 30 seconds. So the fact that he came back and completed, like, fucking defended his thesis and earned a PhD or his whatever, fucking wrote a dissertation and all that shit. Like, it's hard when you're young, but like 70 and a traumatic (laughs) head injury and all that. Like, wow. Y'all are really incredible people. He did say that the school was very, very, like, supportive and helped him, like, even gave him some scholarships that they could have given to younger students. And, like, they wrote for him because they saw how hard he worked and how much it meant to him and stuff. See, and that's why I love HBCUs. Yeah. Because a white school would have been like, "Mm, Aww. Here's some links to to scholarships for for pawpaws (laughs) (laughs) who have head injuries. Right, like... We'll we'll share you. We'll retweet your your GoFundMe for tuition or whatever. So didn't I just the love NFL that. do that or something? Like some like 
who was that? Like not long ago, like some huge corporation linked to one of their employees GoFundMe that needed some money for something. And niggas were like, um, you're worth <laughs> billions of dollars. <laughs> like, I don't know exactly. Like I don't remember this, but the fact that I can name several companies that I think would do some shit like Yeah, this. like come on, easy. Yeah, like you're worth billions. Leave us alone. <laughs> Hey, y'all, we all know Crocs are known for comfort, but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. The truly iconic classic clogs and slides are available in tons of colors, and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets. The charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their Crocs to give it, you know, your own unique flair and fun. Thank you to Crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own Crocs that I'm excited to add some gibbets to because I see on the website they have some Avatar The Last Airbender charms. So those are going to be the first ones that I stick on the front of these shoes. And there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here. So this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole. Here we go. Be sure to head to Crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. That's C-R-O-C-S dot com. Go get some Crocs. Or if you already have some, which you probably do, go get some gibbets. Let's get back to the show. Hey guys, this week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know something I think I've been craving? I'm really craving a directory uh, style website that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkeisha. Um, Sharkeisha, you know. And I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great, feels great, and is like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlet Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe. So... If you have not your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash the read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. All right. So let's jump right into our pop culture garbage. This is a segment called Hot Tops. And the 1989 uh, Tom Hanks film, Turner and Douche. What? Let's start with... Um, I don't know Tom Hanks movies. Never heard of... T- it doesn't matter, actually, because it actually doesn't rhyme. It's like the movie's Turner and Hooch. Not um, and I've Hooch. never... I mean, it's fine, yeah. but I've never heard of that, so... I don't know where I was at. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I don't... I have never heard of nothing, so it's all good. I tried. You did. That was funny. <laughs> I'm sure it was to people who have seen the movie... I laughed anyway. Don't know what you mean. It was pity. No. <laughs> no fucking. It was. Was. <laughs> Nigga, no, shut up. You are not gonna talk mean or bad or negative about yourself. I will not allow it. 
None of that bullshit. Girl, okay. So, <laughs> first up, we have Mariah Carey. This gave me a chuckle whenever I read it a few days ago, yesterday. So, there's some new rap singing nigga by the name of YTK who has a song called Let It Off. Oh, my Christ. And it is like I saw a remake. Of Mariah, Carey, of Mariah Carey's song, Shake It Off. It is. And it is essentially like, a, it's kind of like what OT Genesis did with Keisha Cole's yep. song. Yep, that is immediately remade what I it into of. like, I'm calling it Drill and B, where it's like <laughs> singing drill music. Um, oh man, like you when you remix it into like some absolute nigga gangster murdering shit, like an, an innocent enough R&B song y'all turn it into some nigga shit look it up it's literally about it's shooting the brains out of niggas heads it it's is a mess absolutely hilarious um <laughs> and like, fine right so that happened the nigga went on um or somebody no this wasn't even the artist someone tweeted oh, wow. a clip of the video with uh, a caption that says, Mariah Carey has 24 hours to respond. I don't think this is the nigga. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not him who tweeted that. I saw it. Mariah retweeted that and said, how about y'all have 24 hours to respond to my lawyers with a purple heart emoji and a gif from her get the fuck out video, which I remain... (laughs) Is a fantastic bot mm-hmm. and a completely underrated song by Mariah the Butterfly Carey. I don't understand why y'all won't get into it. I don't understand where the wall is that is preventing y'all from accepting this song into your hearts. But I believe that once again, the children will save the day. Maybe not on TikTok. Maybe it'll be the next app where they will have this song come back up and they'll do whatever fucking new dance to it. And y'all bitches will finally recognize it as the one. And I might not even be here. I might be in hell by that point. (laughs) And I'll just be like, I told these bitches, and they didn't want to listen to me. I but mean, that's not it has, what this is about. It has grown on me. I will give you that. Like, I was it's one of so the ones good. who was like, girl, leave me alone with this song. But it has, It's so good. It has grown on me over the past few years. I can admit that. It's just a subtle... But it's like, the fact that she's, like, not even giving you, like, full-form Mariah, and yeah. at the same time, she's like, how about you get the fuck out? Like... <laughs> How about you actually take your things and get out of my house? Right. It's fantastic. Anyway, one day you girls will accept it. <laughs> Maybe it's not today. <laughs> anyway. So the doll retweeted it and said, y'all have 24 hours to respond to my lawyers or whatever. And it was kiki ha 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 for most of us. Um, apparently some of y'all were very concerned over Mariah's position on the song of this rap nigga that y'all have never heard about. Why? And this song that's a very clear parody and is not meant to be taken as, like, deep, like, you know, deep cerebral art. Right. (laughs) Like, Like, it's... It's already not that serious of a song, so... <laughs> it simply is not. The remix is definitely not... So, or, I mean, remix. This unauthorized nigga shit is not something to be all up in arms about. 
Of course, though, the artist himself, when he saw y'all bitching about it, came forward and was like, we're good. Mariah is actually helping us clear the record. She doesn't have a problem with this. And of course, I think Questlove, like, someone posted a screenshot. Questlove's DMs where I guess, I don't know why he reached out to her. Y'all can fill in that blank for me as well. I mean, they're probably, like, good friends or something. I mean, I don't know why she reached out to him about this, but... She apparently DM'd Questlove and was like, please make me a hero and clear the song. Is he whatever? I like linked the record. Um, and I think they might still be in the process of getting the the song cleared. Right. Or whatnot. But either way it goes, Mariah was joking. I don't even understand. Like, unless you have literally never heard of this woman ever or paid attention to like even a fraction of her career. I don't understand how you would not realize that she's fucking joking. First of all, she used a gift from her own goddamn video. Secondly, right. <laughs> Mariah Carey loves this kind of ghetto bullshit. She does. Mariah Carey is this kind of ghetto bullshit. Exactly. Have y'all her career? Because she loves nigger shit. <laughs> through she and through. <laughs> what I can't understand, and I've been struggling to understand, is why I don't like this when I loved the OT Genesis shit so much. Like, I don't you know what I don't know why Same. I don't like it. I don't know why, I don't but either. I was just like this song. Like, I don't love it. And all these guns and everything. Like, I get it, which I was talking about. And honestly, Genesis was talking about the same shit. But it was just something about that video and song that I did not like, even though I fucking loved OT Genesis cover of <laughs> Keisha Cole shit. So I don't know why I don't like it, but I don't really like it. Yeah, I thought it was funny because it is. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it is. You're right. I didn't care to listen to much of it. Yeah. Whereas OT Genesis, I was like cracking up the I entire time. I played that time. non-fucking stop. I did. I downloaded that onto my phone. That's how much I loved it. And the unfortunate part about it is like OT Genesis was horrible about that whole thing. <laughs> it was. Like when I read about this story and and all that Mariah was doing to, like, help this random-ass nigga out and and shit. Right. I was like, I guarantee you, I didn't look because I don't care that much, but I guaranteed that niggas were harassing Keisha Cole about it. Because Keisha was very upfront about disapproving of that remix or whatever and the reasons why. And I feel like niggas were very likely like, well, if Mariah Carey could, could see the humor in it and not have a problem, I understand why you could not. Even though... They're different people and right. they like both have the to, right, right to have whatever perspective on their music. Um Yeah. But I did I I do agree that I found the OT Genesis song funnier and and more palatable. And it was worse. Like OT Genesis was like really trying the to singing, sing. And though, it sounded it so bad. horrible. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I can't get to the science and why. Right. I don't, I, I don't either. And I tried because I was like, when I first listened to it, I was like, I don't want to be a hater. This is some ghetto shit. And I do love ghetto shit. So I'm not going to hate on it, but I don't like it. And I don't know why I don't, especially when I have enjoyed similar nigga shit. So that maybe, part did kind of confuse me. It did. Maybe because OT Genesis song was so bad. It was like. It had to be good because it was awful. <laughs> It was like, I know that you're fucking around and you have no intention 
Right. For, I don't know. Like, I feel like it was easy because it, it's awful. Whereas this one feels less like a sketch and more, I don't know. But either yeah. way, God bless everybody and Mariah Carey's hilarious. I get what you're saying, though. Like, I fully do. I really, I get it. And I I felt, you know, mostly the same way. And I can remember talking about this song, the OT Genesis song, when it first came out, you know, on this show. And being like, I don't know why Keisha tripping. It's good. Like, <laughs> I get that you mad, but girl, the song is about. So, like, I remember, like, I can clearly remember, like, standing for this absolutely terrible record it was awful, <laughs> I, it's awful. and i don't know why i don't feel the same way about this one but either way y'all should have known mariah was gonna love something for yeah, the streets y'all really should have known that like when i i feel like white people couldn't tell mariah was black and she was like oh, okay bet <laughs> like i'm gonna just make sure y'all know but there is zero ambiguity here because she was the youth won't understand this, but Mariah was really one of the first like major mainstream artists to do major. that whole rap sung situation, like having rappers featured on your giant pop records. She was definitely one of the first ones and to usher in that whole genre now, which is so big that it has its own fucking category at the Grammys. Like <laughs> that is Mariah. And not even just on her songs. Like she featured on theirs as right. well because it's nothing now for Dua Lipa to have a song with the baby and right. Ariana Grande to do a song with Spodioti, Dopa, whatever Dapa. the beatbox kid's <laughs> name is. Like that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because yes, the labels by now have figured out that yeah, crossover and get the Rolling Loud yeah, kids on your song to, to like it. really yep. bring everyone in the room. <laughs> but Mariah was like, no, I want to do yo shit too, nigga. Like yeah. I want to be in the video with Cam. Cameron, yep. Angel, Santana, and old dirty and bastard, and Buster Rhymes <laughs> in a mini dress, a mini skirt, and like she a was in state jacket. property. Yeah. Like Mariah Carey is like, especially when she if she's Tommy a bird, Mottola, she's like a peacock. Child. Like she's like it was a, over I, once she got that divorce. Susan anyway, was free. So yeah, y'all should have seen this coming. And uh, she's yeah. the first Gunica. <laughs> And I'm glad that she's like, you know, publicly being like, girl, y'all tried it. But like also that being very much a joke and still being like, I mean, because what? These niggas are not going to get rich off of this. <laughs> so like right. why hate or be mad? Like they're not going to take nothing. They're not taking nothing from Mariah or her children. Further black American more. If she did want to sue these niggas, <laughs> what's Anne? Right. Do you even think that the So what then? This is not even gonna make it to court. They would just delete the video. They're not crazy. Then what? What what then? What are you going to say to Mariah Carey if she did decide not a mother I don't want thing. that violent Grand Theft Auto ghetto fuckery <laughs> on the internet with my shit on it? It was what are you going to say Grand Theft to her? Auto. It was <laughs> She sang lead the way. Shut up. Mariah Carey can do whatever she wants with her music. Leave Mariah the hell alone, period. Um, So, one way that Chris Brown may have been set up is by having his birthday and Cinco de Mayo be the same day. What? Because this nigga decided that he wanted to have a house party for his birthday on May the 5th. This is last Wednesday. Well, I hope he only invite his vaccinated family and friends. Yeah, sure. Just, you know, a reported, you know, 400 to 500. Shut guests. up! I'm certain they were all vaccinated. Everybody 500 fucking people? Are you kidding? 
I thought you was going to say 40 to 50. I'm lying. I'm flying. Holy God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm flying. Who the fuck am I? Truck Turner? <laughs> I'm tired. It's something old niggas say. It's fine. I just want to be in like one of those like those like pods in sci-fi movies where like they put you in there and then you're frozen Mm -hmm. and you just stay whatever age until and they wake you up in 200 years in the future. (laughs) Wake me up when the apocalypse begins. I have all the swords. Um. You do, yeah, you do actually have weapons. I have many you weapons. You do yes, actually. I, do. I had to think about that. Like, yeah, this nigga actually does. I, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not entirely sure all of those are legal for you to possess. We joke. But <laughs> no, I that's not a hurt joke. You. That is not Leave a joke at all. Yes, it isn't. Um, so, yeah, this nigga invited all of Crenshaw to his house. And oh no why this is how you got robbed the last time I was like didn't this nigga put his address <laughs> on the internet one time for like, like a yard sale, sale. Yes. sure enough in this same article they were like lest we forget this nigga told people where he lived <laughs> in 2019 for a yard sale I got robbed so um Yeah, apparently multiple complaints were sent on over to the precincts. They said, hey, girls, it's all in the middle of the the night, wee hours of the morning tea, and all of this bass from Go Crazy is rattling my brain. Right. Um, Please send a unit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and honestly... I wouldn't call the police, but if Chris Brown moved in within like two or three houses of me, I would move out. It's I mean, time to find another place to live because I will not be around that bunch. Like Chris Brown's neighborhood, I have made entirely too much money to deal with that. We go to bed. <laughs> We're not doing all like, that bullshit at three a.m. I'm, I'm a little like the white lady on them, Allison Pill. Oh, I didn't watch them. It's too. <laughs> it, I can tell it. it's too much for me. Thank you. It I can is. tell it's too much for me. So like, no, thank you. Actually, don't even get me started. <laughs> like, okay. the actors did a tremendous job. Impeccable, like production design, costume design, style. Like, but wow, did they not give a fuck about black nerves? Okay, no, Jesus in no. the crowd. Like, you have to. It it is nothing will prepare you for how awful and <laughs> like. No thanks traumatizing like every black trauma that you can think of Mm-mm. no i have things so who are we talking about chris brown so he had everybody in his house right like and they said ass. you know send the girls we're tired this is dumb also we're still in the middle of a pontification so right. i don't understand why there is definitely covid at that party it's definitely there oh without a doubt because you know, but no way the vaccinations are out. So no way in hell everybody. All was you have to do is lie, sis. Right? Like I highly doubt Chris Brown's people or whatever were at the gate talking about. Yeah, we have to verify your vaccination record before you're I'm like, yeah, but fuck right. <laughs> oh God, Christopher, why? What was this for his birthday? How old is he now? Thirty-two. God damn, are you serious? Mm-hmm. I did not know Chris so Brown was only me. six years younger than me. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm growing less and less tolerant of this behavior. <laughs> mm. 32 with like, don't he got like 
one or two kids at this point. It's too old for this two. shit. Two, right. So it's time to s- simmer down. Simmer down, sir. I mean, 32 years old. Honestly, this felt like a non-story to me. The most scandalous thing about it, if you want to say that, is that it's, you know, still COVID running around. But him having yeah. 500 niggas at his house having a loud party like he's kid and play in the middle of the night in L.A. is not shocking to me. No, definitely not. If And you're right. If it wasn't the pandemic outside, then I would not give two shits about this other than the incredible stupidity of letting what is surely at least 400 strangers onto your property. So, but gr- but my thing is, like, he's just doing, he's doing the exact same thing that literally every the fuck body else is doing. And I feel like the his neighbors even weren't even on some, oh my God, but COVID. They were like, girl, I have to go to work in the morning. It's Wednesday. <laughs> so, like, I understand that this nigga is famous it's and he's 32 birthday, or whatever right. and single to my, oh, Margarita. But, like, I have to get on Zoom in four hours. So, can you tell that nigga <laughs> to tell his friends to get the fuck out of here? Like, that's what it was. I don't think anybody gave a fuck about the COVID shit. Because even when I read this and it was like, the police say that, you know, when they broke the party up at roughly 2 a.m., all of the partygoers were very cooperative. And, you know, they yeah, helped erect the traffic traffic jam out of there. And I was like, of course, what were they going to do? Spit right. on y'all? Fight? Like, of course, you... Like, they just had the opportunity to party at Chris Brown's house. So they probably not finna, like, do the most and go to jail again during COVID. Um, and I think you're probably right about the fact that like his neighbors were more like, girl, I have to go to work. So yeah, they didn't care. Shut that shit down. But my question is, why didn't Chris Brown have a birthday party somewhere else? Why didn't he buy out a restaurant? Literally anywhere. It, It don't even matter. You're Chris Brown. Call the restaurant and be like, how much do it cost to shut this shit down for the night and have people come through for me? And pay that. Like, why not just do that instead of having it in your residential ass neighborhood where people have lives and things to do the next day? Like, you're 32 years old. It is not unreasonable to expect you to think about that, especially if this wasn't on the weekend. Well, one uh, one of Chris Brown's crooning uh, friends, Trey Songs. Oh, Lord. We had a mystery, I don't know if it was last week or prior to that, where we discussed him not facing any criminal charges after reportedly um, punching a cop right. at a Kansas City Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. That was black luck. Um, if there is such a thing. If there is such a thing, it happened for that nigger. It did. So I thought him to be a witch, possibly a genie. <laughs> Um, right, because that just don't happen. Escaping charges for something you definitely did? What? But possibly uh, the good folks down over at Kansas City or wherever were like, you got enough <laughs> to deal with, so go ahead. Because since then, I'm reading that he's being sued by a bartender for allegedly punching him in the head. <gasps> At Cardi B's Fashion Nova launch party <laughs> slash concert <laughs> in May of 2019. That should not be that funny of a sentence. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to do about it? You just, it's not your fault. So, Boy. the bartender claims that um, Trey, for whatever reason, decided to jump up on the bar and sit there in order to watch the show which he was not permitted to do because 
I don't know. That's nasty. It's a bar. Right. That's where people are getting things that they're going to be putting right. up to Everybody's their mouth. Everybody's hands are right fucking there. Drinks and little snacks and like napkins and straws and shit. Fucking Nigga, hygienics. Get your nasty ass off the fucking bar. Go stand on a couch like everybody else. So apparently this bartender says that he put his hand on Trey's back to try and get his attention to let him know that he needed to come oh, down. Oh, no. And Trey responded by turning and punching him in yep. the head with closed fist. <laughs> yep. And then turning back to watch the show. So the bartender wants all of the coins. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's, you know, claiming physical and emotional and psychological injuries. Um, if Trey Songz punched me, I would be doing that same thing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> psychological. Mama's getting paid. Physiological. <laughs> pharmaceutical mental emotional educational i'm suffering in every way transactional (laughs) (laughs) like all yes child cerebral functional all that shit i'm suffering in every possible way after trey songs punch me just start saying words that i don't even know what they pituitary and i can fully see this because i know so many niggas who will do something that they know they ain't got no business doing and be like i dare somebody to touch me or say something to me about it why were you like you're a famous person at a famous person yep. thing yep you, you didn't have nowhere to sit that wasn't a bar of course you did of course you did you just felt like being a dickhead and so now you gotta pay for that also, apparently, he's dealing with a possible hit and run after an, unidi- an unidentified woman claims that she got into a bit of a road rage spat with Trey Songs out on the streets, what? and he uh, bumped her car after a verbal <coughs> um, back and forth argument, and she got out of the car. So I guess assess damages and confront him about it. And he sped off and hit her hand <gasps> with his car no, on the way off. Nigga, what are you doing? Um It's sounding like cocaine, honestly. Twelve showed up and said, Hey girl, are you good? She complained about pain to her hand, but know, didn't right. seek medical treatment <laughs> I know that's for it. Wow. Um, so he'll apparently be dealing with that in court soon, as well as this um, Fashion Nova punch. I assumed, I don't know when his son was born, because this Cardi B Wasn't thing happened in ago? 2019, right? Oh, yeah. But I remember that like he had the baby, and then he posted this picture with the baby and I think the child's mama, and they looked like... Like him and this girl had just finished yep. grad school. I remember and, this photo. And they just looked washed and and like we talked about I was it. like, oh, he looks like he's settling down and all yep. oh, that is so nice. Fast forward to this nigga like shirtless spitting into the mouths of two butt naked women on Instagram or wherever, and like and now just punching people really, really. Yeah. Like his son was born in April of 2019. I just looked it up. So Okay, so May 9th was when the Cardi B Wow, because that was after his son's birthday. Not even a month later, his son was born on 420. I'll never forget that. He was tired. Iconic birthday. (laughs) But yeah, 420, your son is born May 9th. 
you are punching niggas in a fucking bar, nigga. Nah, something's wrong. Something. I need to like. I actually don't need to know more. But (laughs) they're just (laughs) definitely don't. I don't. But like this, I I would really need the missing puzzle piece of why Trey Songs didn't have a chair, a seat, a sofa, a, a. Duvet. <laughs> that is not what that means. No. What is the thing? What is the thing? A divan. In, the baby, like <laughs> my that little stool that be right in front of old people's bed. No, I don't know. You know how, like your mama and them or your grandma, they would have like a little stool. Yeah, but like we just little, called it a step stool. But at the, at the foot of. Oh, Man, like a little. Every, okay, no, I know what you're talking about now. It's, it's like too a little late. Record. I don't even know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I actually don't know what that's called, so somebody will tell us, I'm sure. But at first, I was thinking like a chaise, but that's not what you mean at all. That's something I don't believe that you are so out of touch with like regular nigga shit that you would be confused sitting on a bar, right? That someone would be like, You may not sit up, right? Like, your butt cheeks may be famous. But it doesn't change the fact that we don't want your flakes and that's in our disgusting. on our you know our 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 Moscow mules or whatever right. the fuck it is y'all bitches be drinking because that's fucking so, gross. I don't understand why you would turn around and punch this man, unless again like you're you know implying he wasn't in his sober way of thinking, which is still not an excuse exactly. But I would just need to know because that like. I just can't believe that you would be Trey Songs at a Cardi B event and not have the opportunity to sit wherever you want, including faces. Right. But a bar? Right. No, there's a 0% chance that this man was sober and a 100% chance that he was either on drugs or alcohol. Very, very likely both. So uh, that part I have no confusion about. I can see how it happened because like I said... I know a lot of niggas actually that will do something they know they have no business doing and then dare somebody to call them out on it like they not in the wrong. So I'm not surprised that it happened. I just like putting the dots together about like when his son was born and now he's like entering into all these or not even entering into, but we're finding out about all these different times he done did something fucked up said something fucked up treated somebody in a fucked up way i'm just like what is really going on with trey songs like i don't understand this you would think that three weeks after your baby being born you would be more likely to do the right thing but i guess not well now you can't help but pay right like now you now you're just fucked and how much they're gonna think they're gonna think you invented that Okay, I get that one. That was a good one, friend. <laughs> I loved it. Also being sued in the rap game is one childish Gambino after a rapper by the name of Kid West is accusing uh, Donald Glover of stealing his song for This Is America. What? So this rapper uploaded a song titled Made in America to SoundCloud in September of 2016 and released a video to YouTube not much later. It says that he even registered the song for the U.S. Copyright Office. I know that's right. I know that's right. 
Childish Gambino's song, This Is America, came out in May of 2018. Won a Grammy, did well on Billboard. I think it was mm-hmm. number one at some point and all of the above. And Kid West wants his ducats. He wants all of his coins. He says that he feels he was intentionally uh, plagiarized and bamboozled and swamwoozled. I'm, that's not a word. Did they know but, each other? Do you know? No, it doesn't seem so. Okay. So I don't. But he's suing Donald, all the co-writers, okay. Rock Nation. <laughs> it says here on Wrap Up that he's even suing Young Thug, who does like some backup. I would say that Young Thug did nothing more than fall down a flight of stairs on the song. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I don't see like 21 Savage name on here because he was on the song doing ad libs and stuff too, but. Mm. he's covering all the bases. He's suing everybody. Now, I listened to this Made in America song myself. I would say um, they don't... They're very, very different songs. Oh, they are? What they do have in common is that the title has three words. Um, Both titles end in the word America. And the flow on the hook is quite similar. Okay. Nothing else about it is very... Um, reminiscent or similar to the other song. So it's not mm-hmm. so it's not so similar that I can be like, oh yeah, they absolutely ripped this man off. But it's not so like different mm-hmm. that I can say there's no way. You know what I mean? Like okay. it's possible, especially the way that these types of big songs for huge um, artists are created. It's not like Donald Glover himself on every song conceptualizes it, writes it, produces it. Sometimes it could be someone in the studio that will just be like, oh, you should say it like this. Okay. It could be an assistant or somebody. And they're right. like, oh yeah, that's fire. Put it on a song. It comes out. Turns out that this nigga got that shit from somebody that he saw on YouTube the night before or whatever. So, I mean, that doesn't legally get you off the hook. I understand. And it shouldn't. But what I'm saying is it's it's like... I can't call it. It's going to have to be something a judge decides because I can see very small similarities, but entirely in terms of concept, visualization, performance, production, they're very, very different. Okay. Yeah. I looked it up and it's, it's basically saying that the similarities are like very distinct in particular as far as, like you said, flow. And um, this says like, the they have like n- pretty much the same time like they're keeping the same tempo and the melodic sure. contour is the same so mm. yeah i mean and this says that like app- apparently like according to the papers filed in court it says that the songs have a substantially similar unique flow and um <laughs> a similar lyrical theme content and structure of the identically performed choruses so would you agree with that or no no okay mm. I it's need to not all to this of song. that yeah it's like you're gonna listen to it and be like oh yeah i can hear and it, it like his voice also kind of sounds like childish gambinos oh, as well so you're i feel like anyone who's heard this is america and listens to this song will be like oh yeah i can hear some similarities but again i feel like saying a unique flow no it's not like okay it's not unique for either one of them but 
they are similar enough that I wouldn't be surprised if someone did see this and and copy off of it. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it's just a coincidence because hip hop music is older than both of these niggas and nothing <laughs> under the sun is very new, That's especially very in that genre. Because whether you're talking about some shallow ass, you know, bitches and diamonds and guns, mm-hmm. or you're trying to do some poetic shit, most of y'all are pulling from the same stuff out of the same baskets true. anyway. True, true, true. So true. it's hard to tell. And I feel like when this is put in front of actual legal uh, <laughs> motherfuckers right. who can do the work and the research Niggas and stuff, then this. maybe somebody, <laughs> right. But I'm just, I don't have the energy to be like, hmm, let me put on my Harriet the Spy hat yeah. and grab my magnifying glass. It's possible right. that someone did rip this off, but they're still very, very, very different songs regardless yeah so i can say if i was the artist i probably would have done the exact same thing if i felt like it was similar enough i definitely would have done the same thing so i know musicians personally that have music that have put out songs and then a few months later someone at like the beyonce drake whatever level right will put out a song that sounds just like it or has a similar hook or something like that yeah and it's like did somebody steal your shit girl or did great minds think alike i just don't have it in me to decide today didn't that, i will let a judge do it isn't that what happened with cardi and this up if it's stuck song yes yes didn't that same thing yes. happen i saw a video where niggas it was like the exact same hook so and people from like i don't know like just the South, like Louisiana, Alabama, like places that were like, well, I guess all of y'all yeah, owe us money then. <laughs> because Right. Because we've been doing this. And honestly, I would not be shocked if a lot of hits that ended up mainstream came from independent artists in the South that wasn't nobody really chugging for like that. So niggas got away with it. Really wouldn't but be again, shocked. You never know. And he seems to be, you know, certain that this was intentional. And if he is right, I hope that he gets whatever he deserves. Yeah, his money and his songwriting credit, because that's what Candy Burris got, y'all, and she will not let us forget it. And I wish she would. She will not let us forget it. Did you watch it? No, and I won't. Sure. I just, I don't have it. I was deeply, I was deeply entertained. I'll say that. I had a good time that night. Um... Well, the barbs have been working overtime. I mean, well, when aren't they? But what? Oh, because of the baby. How old is the baby now? I don't know. I don't think it's anything to do with the baby. What? No, I meant like uh, Nikki's baby, not the baby. Yeah, I don't think this has anything to oh. do with Nikki's baby. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> so what's going on? You know, the barbs were just standing had some time to stand and decide to have a hashtag party. Yeah, I understand. And so the mission uh, here was to get Nikki's song LLC from the Queen album, her last studio album, to number one on iTunes, which they did successfully. I don't know how long it took. Probably not very. But they got it to number one on U.S. iTunes hip-hop rap charts um, after being a, what, two, three-year-old song? I think it's three years old. Oh, okay. Good for them. The Um, Barb's old. They came together and bought that song. Amen. Personally, I would have chosen Miami or even Four Door Aventador, but 
I'm... Not four door, Ventador. I do love that song, though. <laughs> it is immaculate. It is like, I don't, you know what? Yeah, it's so I actually good. have like a really ring good. that's adjacent to something that's adjacent to this. So I'll just save this for later. Okay. And before the two and 2.75 barbs that still listen to this, before y'all leave, this <laughs> is not directed at her. <laughs> you know, they gave a bonus a long time ago. <laughs> that's fine. But I don't care. Um, but yeah, they decided that that was the one they lived for and they okay. made it num- go number one. Possibly it might have been a summoning spell because, oh, Lord. Um, Nikki, who's been quite absent on social media, I assume breastfeeding and right. gushing over how cute her baby Being is. Being a mom and fucking loving it. That's definitely and what I thought. And loving every second. Yep. <laughs> she returned to Instagram where she posted a photo where she's sitting up on like, I. this looks like it might be an office desk that <laughs> she maybe doesn't use. I'm not sure but she's like sitting up on a pink desk in a pink room with pink crocs on and a bunch of diamonds and then like she looks like she might be butt naked with two pink fluffy pillows covering her good and plenties and then she's got like (laughs) she got like a very 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 tall mountainous high ponytail it's giving me like let me look this up BAP slash Fashion Institute of Lemur. <laughs> and Nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's just she decided to pop out. And I can only assume that she was grateful for the barbs um standing from you know three years out mm-hmm. and decided to give y'all a glimpse of her crocs oh, and her desk that yes. she's not using. I see it now. What a what an office, honestly. This looks like just some random room in Nikki's house that she don't really Honestly, use. right. She like she probably that now is the time. <laughs> she probably works by the pool or something, but like has an office. Because of course right. she does. Because of course she does. <laughs> Although looking at this photo, I think this is the announcing of a Chanel partnership, not music. Because Chanel is mm. all over this photo. It's all over it. Look at all that Chanel. Like, Chanel is the only brand visible in this photo. I think she really likes Chanel, but that's a good point. Yeah, Everyone I think this was... is a Chanel thing. She probably got perfume coming out or, you know, baby. Uh, uh, that's what I, either that or Crocs, because this bitch got Crocs on with the gibbets. No, I really <laughs> assume that she's just been walking around in these Crocs. Yeah, so. it's either Crocs I really or, do. It's, I mean, and I don't blame her, bitch. I bought two pairs of Crocs. <laughs> no, three. I have a pink pair, a black pair, and... Well, no, it's not pink. It's like pink and yellow and other colors. But like, I have a few pairs of Crocs that I brought b- bought since the pandemic, so I completely understand. I have never put my <gasps> bitch, foot and it's Chanel gibbets in the Crocs. This is a Chanel partnership. I'm sorry, I'm calling it right now. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it really does. I think it she is. She put Friday as the caption in all caps. Oh, so it's coming out Friday. Um, there you go. So whatever it is, I'm sure you will be getting more information <laughs> on Friday. But yes, most people have been assuming it is music. Even though I felt like this... I did feel like this was like an odd way to tease new music. It's not like... I mean, maybe not odd, but like after being like 
low and kind of, you know, just chilling. Yeah. Um, for quite a while. I don't know. Maybe I would have expected like, hey, we going on Queen Radio to go yell and then talk about the news. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This just felt very subtle for like I'm I have a new song coming yeah. out. Yeah, because um, I don't think she does. I definitely think this is a Chanel thing. Like one hundred percent. Just it makes sense. Why else would there be so much Chanel featured in both of these pictures? There's a big ass Chanel chair over here. Mm-hmm. I honestly looked at this and just assumed she really loves Chanel and wanted this room to be Chanel and pink themed. Right. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and this is just her Chanel room. Like, <laughs> that's also possible, but this amount of brand placement, I think, is very deliberate. So. I mean, good for her regardless. I am looking at her like, Instagram and she really has been MIA for the most part. Like she posted that baby in January. She's raising her baby. And then another picture with Black China also in January. And she has been chilling since then. So good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good for her. Uh, she seems happy. She looks good. I so hope she is. Yeah. I'm wishing her the best. And I guess we'll see whatever she does on Friday, child. I know the Barb's are losing their shit, though. Oh, God. I know they losing it. She deserves it. it. And that's what I'm saying, too. It's like, girl, if you're going to come out on Friday and be like, here's some perfume, you know they're going to roast you. Because, like, the Barb's will still give her a hard time because they <laughs> seem to have that type of relationship where they will, like, oh, yeah, like the troll Navy and her. And yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I'm sure they're expecting music and she's going to be like, girl, buy this fucking perfume. <laughs> Right. But maybe you can not. snack this eau de toilette for $25 and they're going to be like, Nikki, out Oh, not even parfum. Not <laughs> I mean, even parfum. There will be an eau de toilette and then there will be a parfum for those who have the ducats. <laughs> it's parfum. Oh, no, you're <laughs> right. I don't know how I got that wrong. <laughs> um, But yes, absence makes the heart grow fonder, girl. I'm loving her being completely letting yes. the girls do whatever it is that they're trying to do. And, you know, just being taking a mommy. the time to mm-hmm. just be a mom. She deserves it. It's been a long-ass time. I enjoy her being quiet. And um, <laughs> I didn't mean it to be, to, to come out like they about that. To, like, they about to trip I don't give a solid American fuck. <laughs> like, like, I'm sitting here, like, salivating at the thought of a song. Like, God, I hope this, like, yeah. I hope I live for this song. I'm ready. She's been gone and quiet for a while. And now I'm ready for her to come back and remind the girls. Because I feel like I had a conversation recently where I reminded someone that this woman has been out for a long time. Like, I think she debuted like 2008-ish. And I'm sure I've said it before, but like Nikki has more than earned and cemented her spot in music history. She has more than done it. So like, if anybody should feel like open and and able and like allowed quote unquote to take a break especially to have a fucking baby and be with your child is Nicki Minaj like my I've never I've I've had issues with Nicki's antics but I have never denied that she is who she is like never because you would have to be a fool to do so (laughs) and I can still say the songs I don't like when I don't like them because if I don't like them we won't talk about grand piano but Y'all know how I feel. But we can talk about the fact that Four Door Events Door is on the same album it's as good. Grand Piano. It's good. And yet we know, like, that is legit one of her best songs, Debate Your Aunt. I'm not going to talk to you about it. Yeah. Because there, it, it's, there's no discussion needed. That's my favorite the fact Nikki that, album. I know it is, yeah. 
you did mention how much you enjoyed that. I do. I really, I mean, and still, despite Grand Piano, it is one of my favorites. So it is really good. It is like half of it. Um, so good luck to everybody on Friday. I hope we all get what we're looking for. I'm looking for a thumping hip hop anthem right in time for the COVID summer. Um, Mm -hmm. but we'll see, you know, maybe it is just going to be some perfume or glasses or something like that. Yeah. I'm thinking it's whatever it is, is Chanel branded, but probably perfume or like you, I mean, maybe even purses or bags or something. It could be literally anything, but I think it's a Chanel partnership. But isn't she still a Fendi girl or was it like a capsule I mean, that has probably expired. Yeah. I feel like that has, that deal has probably expired and she is open to doing other shit at this point. Cause I think that was over a year ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shit was quite a while. Right. So I'm pretty sure the exclusivity doesn't extend beyond a year for something where you're just doing like a one or two time thing. I hope she posts more pictures of the baby. Yeah. But I understand why she's not at the same time. Cause these people are the fuck crazy. Yeah, I mean, so, I get if it. If I was her, I wouldn't have posted the yeah. one she did. Post. <laughs> and right. yet here I am, still wanting to see more pictures of him. And I'm really looking at this because he is the cutest. The cheeks, the cheeks. <laughs> it's the babies and these chunky ass, round ass cheeks that they have. Plus, he looked like he ready to fight. Plus, he got his little outfit on. You know, niggas love spending one hundred fifty dollars on shoes for Absolutely. people that are five weeks old. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but the nigga got a button no on longer his jeans on. Like, they the shoes, him. <laughs> none of those clothes fit him anymore. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Like, they didn't fit him the next week, but he's dressed like he's in high It's only been a couple months. <laughs> like, those clothes, they're probably going to frame or something. Or, like, say for him to get to his baby. Right. But, but they this, don't fit him anymore. It reminds me of my cousin who had a baby in, like, 92. Shout out to my cousin, Sydney. Um, who is the baby, not the one who had the baby. I see, yeah. But, um, Ebony, her mama, <laughs> somebody gave her some baby Jordans or she bought some baby Jordans for this child. And like, when I tell you they were the soft kind of shoe, like they were for literally newborns. If your baby is older than eight weeks, they will not fit these shoes. And everybody was like, why are you spending a hundred dollars on these shoes for a baby? And why? she was like, because my baby is going to be fly, period. And I dare y'all to say something about her or me. And that was just that. I mean, and that was $100 in 92. So I can only imagine what they spent on Nicki Minaj's baby's outfit for this little photo shoot. And that's just the regular clothes. That's not even including the Fendi shit that he got on in the next picture where he got on the booties, the onesie. He got a chain on. He got a fucking Rolex or whatever on his Likely arm. like a Gucci, um, what's it called? Um diaper cover i don't even know no no i'm so oh rich my God. he got on a I, little bracelet <laughs> i have brain him. cells scattered all across the eastern seaboard or whatever sophia said what is the carriage a baby. oh the stroller yes jesus <laughs> christ in a manger yeah like, i wouldn't be surprised at all because they are able. people are doing that i mean right but that's what i'm saying if regular niggas are doing it i know nikki is doing it because never mind me not bring up it's like your your baby's gonna vomit on it it don't don't even matter right that's the thing if regular mamas don't care rich mamas for damn sure not gonna care beyonce was doing the same thing had blue and matching outfits getting her 
custom matching shoes and shit. Like, Blue Ivy is going to grow out of these shoes in three and a half weeks, girl. Who cares? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this, I don't care how this sounds. Um, I really love babies and, like, little Target shit that says something cute on it. Everybody does. Everybody loves like, Carter's own babies. Everybody loves Shadiest that. one in the family or, like, whatever. Like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little I, onesies with like a little baby chicken on it coming out the egg and that's it and they got on basic white socks and that's the whole outfit I really like the ones that just say something funny on them or like yeah the ones that are like I keep my parents up all night or you know something ridiculous like or the ones that make the baby look like a dolphin or a lion or <laughs> the little costumes you know, like, <laughs> like baby shit baby stuff you know and I not feel like, like yeah. freak Nick Goombay rolling loud. I mean, but you can't tell nobody nothing this is about their baby. baby, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm not, as soon as we have kids, we're gonna be like, bitch. <laughs> I, I mean, my dog does have a Louis Vuitton collar. See, so there you go. There but she'll be able to go. fit that collar for the rest of her life, <laughs> and it's the one. Well, she okay, but anyway, yeah. Fine, see, everybody. I was gonna say, does Link have a fucking Gucci raincoat? So that's it for the. <laughs> the Let's hot talk about how finished. much money you spent on Link. Thanks so much for listening to that. <laughs> it's time to listen to y'all talk about your nigga and why he shouldn't be, and I don't know your mama and him. I mean, that is literally what our very first question is about. But send your questions to ask three at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. I actually see here we have we've had quite a few letters from people asking us about TV shows. Are you caught up on Legendary or The Circle? I don't watch either one of those shows. Okay. But God okay. bless everyone involved. I know that y'all are passionate about those things. I've seen clips from both programs and they seem to be uh a lot of fun. I have a, a backlog of so many goddamn shows that I same that I have to. I don't. I'm never gonna be. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm never same. gonna be able to. I just finished Invincible. <gasps> um, I've been meaning to catch up on that. Everybody said the season was so good. Have you watched any of it? No, but it's been on my list for so long because so many people are like, oh my God, Invincible, I fucking love it. It's been recommended a trillion times. You know it's like gory. Oh no, I did not know that. Wow. Niggas was really fun to play. (laughs) Wow. I feel betrayed. It's still fairly good. No, I'm finna send a text message. And it has, like, an amazing <laughs> cast. Like, a really good cast, but... But it's, like, bloody? Yes, it's The very way you bloody. looked at me, like, are you sure you're gonna watch that? Yeah, I would never <laughs> expect you to ever watch that. It's, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, no, um, playing. But yeah, I just caught up with that, and now I'm trying to watch season... Oh, God, I'm just, like... And for whatever reason, on all of the shows I'm trying to fucking catch up on, Blackish. Um, another one I'm behind on <laughs> like you name it and I'm probably trying to fucking catch up on it at this point but for whatever reason last week I started Shameless oh my and god really <laughs> yes because I've always wanted to watch that show primarily because I think I saw like a meme or something on Tumblr when that was like a peak a thing yeah. and it featured um, 
the woman who plays the black best friend, Veronica, and like some dynamic between her and her baby father who's white. And I just whatever whatever that I was. Yeah. I remember looking at that and thinking, uh, I wanna watch this. Um, and then there's like a gay storyline and I hear great things about it, but at that point they were deep as fuck into the season. I mean the series. And right. I was like, I'm just gonna wait for this show to end as I do with many classic shows that have huge followings. Um and then I'll start it. And I think that the final season just ended like a month or so ago. So I started Genius. Watching Shameless. And I'm hooked on that, but that's eleven seasons. I don't right. know what. <laughs> but at this point, I've just completely accepted the fact that I may not finish any of these things, and that's fine. I am grown and I live to work to work to die. So <laughs> I mean, I also have a giant list of shows. I'm going to take Invincible off of it because niggas lied to me. But it is incredible. Um, a, like I don't. <laughs> it was highly recommended to me. But there's you know, bloodshed so. in every episode. Yeah, viscera gonna, and inside. Very, very um, explicit text message when we're done with this show. <laughs> but um, so I I am not caught up on Legendary, but I do watch The Circle. Um, I'm yeah. fucking obsessed with The Circle. Uh, and what I will say is that I'm glad that the person who won, won this season. I don't want to talk too much about it in case people haven't seen the finale yet. But um, this season, I used to, after I watched the first season, I thought, ooh, I would love to be on The Circle. Like, I'll definitely audition. And then after this season, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm never going on The Circle. Because... It was like once people got like an idea of how the game was supposed to work, they got that more cutthroat in the game. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because that means the drama and the strategy started earlier in the season. But like, I just don't want to, I would not want to subject myself to people who would like say or do anything in order to win this reality show. Like, yeah, I would be in it for the fun of it. Not like to make sure I won at all costs. I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, because it looks fun. I've never watched The Circle. Like I said, I've seen a couple of clips. Oh, I love and, it. <laughs> you know, it clearly seems to be um, Twitter the game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. What? So, it is. I don't know. Oh, really God. It is Twitter the game. You Twitter the app much, so. Oh wow! You Didn't just fucked me up with that one. Hours of my life to watching. <laughs> I mean, I I do it. really enjoy it, but now I'm definitely. Oh, I hear like, great mm, things about I it. I don't think it's for me, which might be mirroring real life. But um, anyway, uh, thank you for asking. Maybe in a couple of years, we'll be caught up on the TV shows we want to watch. But the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, and we know that. But in this series, they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR noir, if you will. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country that we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. So tune in now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. They're made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness. So embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Let's dive right into the questions. This first one comes from Kiara, who says, I'm 27 and my fiance is 51. We've been together for almost 10 years and it has been a, and it has been a long distance relationship the whole time. But we've seen each other in person several times. Mm-hmm. At first, the age difference grossed me out. But over time, I fell in love. This guy's amazing and he's my first actual boyfriend. And because of that, the only family member he has ever met is my mom. Now that we are going to be married, I decide it is time for him to meet the rest of my very traditional, very Christian family. I know that they are going to ask about the age difference. The problem is that my family is very judgmental and my fiance is very opinionated. This meeting has me on edge and I don't know what to do. I would love for my man to meet my family and for everybody to get along. I just worry that it will be awkward and turn into mess. Do y'all have any advice to help my fiance and my family get along for this meeting? How do I get my anxiety under control enough and help it to go as smoothly as possible? How do I get my anxiety under control and help it to go as smooth as possible? Thanks, Kiara. You took me down with that. It's called Hennessy, Kiara. Like, (laughs) I don't know what you... (laughs) Kiara, normally I am not on the side of very traditional, very religious families. Mm. But you're 27. He is 51. And y'all have been together for almost 10 years. Which tells me y'all got together when you were somewhere between 27 and 28. I mean, I'm sorry, 17 or 18. Yeah. And he was 40 or 41. And I am so excited. Yeah, okay. Sister, that is more than enough of a gap for him to be your father. I'm um, I'm wondering how old your mama is. Like, is he older than her? Right. Is he the same age or older than your parents? Because that would probably make it even harder for them to handle. Um, and I get that you feel like he's amazing and he you know, he really might be. For all I know, this man might be amazing. But the fact that he was 40 years old and pursuing a 17-year-old, I'm sorry, girl. It's wrong. I mean... We reserve mm, the right to to refuse mm, service to any email that comes into the inbox. (laughs) And so, girl, I don't know what you expected for these two niggas to give to you right in terms of advice for this if you met this nigga last year i would still wonder what like a 50 year old nigga is looking for out of a 26 year old 
But let me tell you something. There are a lot of fine-ass 50-year-olds out here, and it is totally possible for you to meet someone with that that large an age gap and click and everything be all right. But yes, I too would <laughs> like to understand yeah. what the fuck. I don't have it. I'm going to say to you, um, this is a risk that you clearly <laughs> were willing to take. Your family doesn't need to be judgmental, girl. I think anybody that gives a fuck about you and has known you all your life would have questions as well as possible right. concerns. Right. Um, and your nigga being opinionated as far as I'm concerned is completely irrelevant. If he want to come to the, the shindig and act the ass, then, you know, God bless us, everyone. Um, God bless you. All that's going to do is give all that's going to do is give them more of a reason to not like him. And if honestly, he, should... and he should understand that as a 51 year old fucking man. Like you should understand that if you're meeting your fiance's family for the first time and she's. Oh, my God. 30 some odd years younger than you, then you should definitely be like on your P's and Q's trying to impress oh. these people. Not not confrontational and ready to fight. Like, you know how bad this looks. How you gonna act like us. you don't know what this looks like? like <laughs> Y'all be trying us. I'm yeah. Good. I don't have it. Like, you know, exactly. Girl, you're 27, been for 10 years dating a nigga that's 30 some odd years older than you. And you talking about how are we supposed to give you advice for your family to not be judgmental? Girl, what you need to do is like start writing a speech now. Get out some loose leaf paper, find you the nearest composition book. <laughs> And write out your statements. Walk in with Cliff Huxtable and say, hey, girls, um, so I know everyone has questions. I've prepared a statement. Here it is. Um, does anyone have any questions? Well, let's all just get it out now. You might as well just kick the fucking door open. Say, here it is. Me and, you know, Stan's Bornack. Here we all are. Um, I know that the girls are going to have things to say, so let's say it and get it all out of the way so that we can address the the turkey and yeah. the, the wings or whatever the fuck it is that y'all made. But you come to us talking about some how can we, you got your goddamn mind. Like, you know goddamn well these motherfuckers are going to be like, how, why, when, wh- where? I mean, as they should. Like, sweetie... We don't want you to feel bad, but your brain just stopped developing like 18 months ago. Like you, you literally, that's not even shade. The, the human brain is not done developing until the mid twenties. And you met this man when you were 17 and therefore incredibly able to be influenced. And he was 40 years old. Like, I'm sorry. That is simply an imbalance of, of power of maturity. And there is no way that I can <laughs> that I can co-sign this or anything else. All I will say is like, if you are dead set on doing this, then I wish you the best of luck. But I cannot blame your family for asking whatever they have to ask. And, you know, perhaps meditation or deep breathing will help you get through it. I would recommend a therapist. But yeah, guess Other what? Than that I really don't have nothing else for you about that one, girl. Collect a number. And, and park it right next to the millions and billions of other motherfuckers that have to deal with awkward shit and, and uncomfortable questions yeah. and all of that stuff when they bring their significant other around their family. It happens to literally people all of the time. 
And many, if not most people in situations like that have like no reason. Like I absolutely couldn't understand their argument of like, oh, well, you know, I'm Asian and my girlfriend is black and my family. Or like homophobia, transphobia. I'm gay. And so they don't want my boyfriend. Like I can understand that. You and Mm -hmm. your, your. No, sweetheart. No, sweetheart. We this must be that. one of them letters that y'all just like mass sent out to every podcast that you listen to, right? You weren't like, how do these two particular niggers feel about this? You you weren't, you didn't intend, you wasted. All right, what's the next one? All right, our next letter comes from Yogi who says, I want to thank y'all so much for everything you've done over the years and for working so hard to destigmatize therapy. You inspired me to seek out help during the pandemic and I hit the jackpot straight out the box with the most amazing therapist. She has helped me so much already and although I know that I still have a way to go, I see a path forward to a better life and a more peaceful existence. The problem is that I'm starting to feel a certain type of way about her. I think about her in a lot of ways that aren't realistic or appropriate and I kind of imagine us hanging out as friends and maybe even being more than friends. I've even Googled her and figured out a lot about her life, like who she's married to, her kids, some of her interests, things like that. And I'm even more surprised that I feel this way because I'm straight, or at least I think I am. Are y'all all right? (laughs) No, definitely not. People are not all right. So Yogi said, I need y'all's help. Do you think this is normal? Should I tell her how I'm feeling? Will this pass? I don't want to stop working with her. And I also don't want to feel this way about her. Maybe I'm just projecting onto her what I want from myself, but I'm just so confused and I don't know what to do. Please help. Thanks. And I love you both. Yogi. <laughs> do you want me to? Okay. <laughs> um, Yogi, I think that honestly, this is from the... From the little that I have learned about this so far in school, this is a very normal feeling to have towards your therapist. And when you said that maybe you're just projecting onto her what you want for yourself, I actually think you hit the nail dead on the head. I think your therapist is an open person who is like listening to you, validating your feelings, helping you figure out, you know, what's going on in your life. Like she's a supportive figure in your life and you probably have not felt that way about somebody before. So you feel this really close relationship to her. And that is very common. So if you're thinking like, oh my God, like you're imagining spending time with this person, it's probably because you want more of that feeling in your life outside of therapy. You want more of feeling seen feeling understood, feeling like your your feelings and your emotions are safe with somebody. So um, I definitely think you should tell her. The thing is, even if she has never gone through this before with a client, she is definitely trained on how to handle it. The fact that you don't want it to go any further, it's not like you finna like ask her out or something like that is a good sign because you want to like work through why you feel this way. And she can help you do that. And she's not, if this therapist is as good as you think she is, she is definitely going to react in a completely appropriate manner towards your feelings. So even though you might be feeling a way about it, confused and wondering if you need to pick somebody else or something like that, I really don't think so. I think you just need to be honest with her. Um, about the way you feeling, the fact that you have, you know, 
I don't I, I'm I'm really not sure about if you should tell her, you know, that you've like Googled her and looked into her life. I can't answer that. Part, yeah, but I do think not. you should because that kind of is like, ew, sister, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe getting weird, but I don't think this is something where you necessarily need to question your sexuality or, you know, start looking for a new therapist immediately. But um if she's that great, then she certainly knows how to handle this kind of situation and she can help you work through like for example, why you are um, projecting these kind of feelings onto somebody that you know is unattainable, a relationship that you know is impossible. Like she might be able to help you work through that. So, yeah, if I were you, I would talk to her about it um, and take it from there. What about you, friend? What advice do you have for for young yeah, Yogi? I did not. Uh, know this to be something that might be common or that a lot of people go through with their therapist so there you go you've got that i was definitely going to say i think you should tell the therapist for the same reason that um she should be trained in how to deal with something like that anyway and help to evaluate um the feelings why you feel them um and kind of help you to make sense of that stuff like i don't think that you should be afraid to be honest and transparent with your therapist because their whole job is to like help you make sense of the way that you feel about stuff so you shouldn't be uh afraid to have that conversation i really believe the last especially like crystal said if she's as good a therapist as you say that she is i think the last thing she would do is be like yikes you (laughs) right get out (laughs) She would probably be like, oh, no, I completely understand because you have wanted to feel seen and heard and truly listened to and understood and supported all your life. And so, of course, as soon as you're getting that from somebody, you're like, oh, damn, like, I like this. If this could get in the way of you getting actual help from her, like, if it is distracting or, like, it's obviously... Um, led you to consider getting a different therapist and stuff like that, then definitely talk it through because a conversation could help you not only get a better perspective on everything, but get back to focusing on what you need to focus in your sessions with her. Right. I've never felt a sexual or romantic way towards my therapist. Like, never that. But I have, I mean, especially because we've been together for over three and a half years. So like, This lady definitely means a lot to me. (laughs) And I have thought about how, you know, if we had met in a professional setting or something like that, we may have been friends instead of like therapist client. Like I could see I could definitely see how we would be friends if we weren't this. But there is also no way that we could ever really just be friends because of the nature of our relationship. Like your therapist it's kind of like the previous letter where your therapist has a certain amount of power over you in the relationship because you are seeking out their assistance like this is your this is your healthcare provider so there and i mean with something as sensitive as mental health like definitely just talk to her about it if you feel like she responds in an inappropriate way or whatever then definitely look for somebody else but i have a feeling that she's gonna be like yeah let's talk about it like like let's really get to the to the bottom of that and why you feel that way um And best of luck to you with however it goes. Now, let's see. Should we end with a gay nigga and his relationship problem or with a straight girl and her family problem? 
for the gays. All right. This letter comes from Ty, who says, for the past three months, I've been on leave from my job because of stress from my current role. Around the same time, I started officially dating a guy that I had been casually dating, but I didn't go into details with him about the reason that I stopped working. I basically told him that I needed a break and that my doctor approved it. However, not working at all brought on a depression and I was waking up every day feeling like I had no purpose in life. I told my therapist about the depression that came with not working and she led me to look into FMLA laws. I discovered that with my employer, it is okay for me to work another job while on leave. So I started working a new job about two weeks ago and it has helped a lot with the depression. However, since I've started the new job, I haven't been able to see my boyfriend as much and he called me out about us not spending time together like we used to. He ended the conversation by calling me selfish for finding a new job when I didn't even need it. And honestly, that statement cut me like a knife. All he knows is that I didn't need the job financially because I'm still getting paid from my primary job. So now I feel pressured to tell him why I had to get a new one. My therapist and doctor are the only people that I have felt the need to share my mental health with. When I need support from people outside of them, I've always been able to get it without getting too specific about anything. How would y'all handle this situation? Do you think that intimate relationships like this require sharing the details of your mental health? Any advice would be great. Thanks so much, Ty. Yeah, Ty, I'm not, unless your boyfriend is like a raging asshole or like completely judgmental, like I don't know if I missed that part. I don't see the the harm um, in sharing the status of your mental health with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if anything, I would understand questioning it just because maybe his response to you working this other job and saying that you're selfish might make you rethink him being your boyfriend at all. Right. Mm. Like if the way that he has been reacting to this, which I think is a bit irrational, um, if that is like, oh, I don't even know if this is a thing that's going to last much longer or I don't even know if I want to continue dating. Like if you're in that place, then I could understand not wanting to share because it's like if nigga, if you're not about to be around, then what the fuck do I need to like open up to you for anyway? Like why couldn't right. I just why couldn't I just be doing something that was finally making me feel better and like clearly creating a change in my vibe for the better and you be happy for me in that regard or at least express your like needs or desire to me without you know calling me selfish or accusing me of you know not giving a fuck about our relationship basically because I'm right. working like it just yeah i don't think that there's anything wrong with being honest about how you've been feeling and why this job has been helping and hopefully he will be receptive to that and you can both work to find a compromise um mm-hmm. so that everyone is as happy as they can be all things considered But I also wouldn't be mad if you're like, you know what? I don't even know if I give a fuck at this point or if I even want to be with this nigga. So should I even tell him? Um, If that's the Mm. case, I would say, hell, maybe not. But I mean, that's very real. Like, I actually didn't even think of that. But like, do you want to tell him? Like, do you feel is it more like "Mm, I don't like telling people my business, so I'm keeping it? Or is it like 
mm, I don't know if I trust him with my business. Like, I think you kind of have to to draw that distinction for yourself. But, you know, I agree. I think that it's not um, unreasonable, especially if y'all were hanging out so much and you were like on leave from a job. So he thought, you know, you needed a break from working. And then you went and got another job. It would be like so like I can understand his confusion here. I can understand him being like, so what is really going on? Right. Um, But whether you feel safe um, telling him that information or if you feel like you can trust him, only you can answer that. But I think this kind of reminds me of Pose. If you watch the most recent episode of Pose, you know what I'm talking about. Um, But... Yeah, I think you should, if I were you, because you asked how we would handle this situation. If I were you, um, I would probably just tell him like, because I get that like you're private and you don't talk to people about depression or anxiety or any of the mental health things that you're going through. But I just feel like this is something that I would feel comfortable disclosing to another person. Like, yeah, I went on a break because that job was stressing me out, but also not working at all was making me feel really terrible. So, you know, I had to find a middle ground. And so I started this other job that I really like. Like, I just don't feel like that is such a big deal for me. I would just tell them that Um, it's certainly not required. I don't think it's required for you to tell anybody that you don't feel comfortable talking to about it. But um, you know, only you can weigh that out and decide if it's worth it. Only you can decide if if this is a good idea for you. But yeah, I would say go for it, especially, you know, y'all have been together for three months and I just don't think there's any shame in this. So if I were you, I would just do it. Um, And if he don't understand, then, you know, you can look into breaking up with him or whatever else. But I would at least give him the chance to disappoint you. You know, instead of just expecting him to go along with whatever and not ask no questions. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Please write us back and let us know how it goes. That's going to wrap up the questions this week on The Read. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tom? It is time now to do the read, and I will just go ahead and start. I have three short things to say. One... As I mentioned at the top of the show, I wanted to say something. We were talking about Nicki Minaj's song that was so great. How they, the Barb's brought this three-year-old song back to the top of the charts. I don't remember if it was last week or when it was that I suggested all of these movie studios and stuff, um, television folk, instead of rebooting all of these old shows and movies, how about y'all start rebooting snacks? Let's get snack reboots and stuff. The same can go for songs and music videos. Billie Eilish had like a some interview thing for Vogue that she oh, did Lord. where a whole bunch of famous people were asking her questions. And Missy Elliott was one of those famous people. She asked Billie what video or what songs did she love that she's made that she never got to do a video for. And she said whatever Billie Eilish said. Love her. Great. The point is, 
um, she asked the question back, like, what are some of yours? And um, Missy posted it on Instagram and said for her, two songs that she never has to do a video for were Slide and Nothing Out There For Me. And I put in the captions, in all caps, I believe, Nothing out there for me still needs video. I don't care. And I stand by that. Why not? Why not? Right. Why not? What is the... Why not just say, hey, girl, you know what, Beyonce? When are you free? Let's do it. I don't understand. Like, bring it on. Take the four-door Venador should just be (laughs) a single. Just take, bring it, and shoot a video. It's a fantastic (laughs) song. It's so good. Miami is a good song, too. But I feel like she consistently has fire-ass records and is like, no, girl, no. I'm not doing that. Fuck you and your opinion, you peasant. And I feel like that should be the new wave. If it wasn't for COVID, with all this versus shit going on, all of these niggas would have a tour or a concert or a reunion special for your ass to come out oh, and buy tickets for it. So the same cannot, why not? I mean, I would assume a lot of this um, boils down to who's going to pay for these videos and who owns the masters. Right. Um, but I just feel like rather than, you know, rebooting Doogie Hauser or whatever the fuck shit from the 80s that y'all keep doing, why not bring out some of these songs that we never truly got to appreciate? Firebomb by <gasps> One Real. Oh, that song is so good. God damn, that song is like a lyrical masterpiece. <laughs> um, there's so many. You know, the deceased ain't exempt. We could do a, a Pixar style video for TLC's fan mail. Oh, yeah. I'm just um I'm just trying to make suggestions because I'm bored. Hashtag song reboot. What is yeah. the song that we could do holograms reboot <laughs> instead of you know, free Willy or whatever the fuck y'all about to reboot next. Um, yeah, or at least videos for like incredible songs that we never got or that we why never not? released. Alicia and put it in a love song. Oh well, at this point, girl, keep it. <laughs> like, I mean, that one. I just don't understand why we never got or reshoot it. it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't understand like, why we never got it. But all right, I forgot all so much this. footage from that shoot. It's so much footage from that shoot. And yet we will never get the video. Why, Alicia? What happened? Why Why may we not have gonna, it? It has to be for good reason. And that's fine. <sighs> Next, I want to say, um, so Ray Fisher is an actor who played Cyborg in the Justice League movie um, that came out 27. Oh, I don't know this. Um, but yeah, Justice League came out, yes, 2017. This black man, Ray Fisher, played Cyborg. Now, since then, he came forward and talked about uh, horrible experiences on set, particularly how the director, Joss Whedon, was a total asshole, was very condescending, and was just being a prick on set to him and other actors and stuff like that. And, you know, the way that Warner Brothers... Dealt with it, I think, was the problem. But Joss Whedon was not the original director of the film. Zack Snyder was the original director. He had a family tragedy that caused him to leave the the project uh, before they were done shooting. And then they brought Joss Whedon in because Joss Whedon, I believe, directed the first Avengers film. So we're like, oh, yeah, let's get the Marvel nigga to come in here and do it. 
Um, and he came in and started reshooting stuff, rewriting stuff. Oh, Everybody no. hated it. <laughs> and apparently he was a giant asshole about it. Now, when this black man came forward and said this stuff, everybody was kind of like, yeah, okay, girl. Yeah, fine. They're doing their little investigation shit, girl. Shut the fuck up. Like, obviously, it's not that yeah. deep. Like, like girl, not giving the movie a wasn't fuck. even good. Like, um, and I can't help but notice that now that, you know, several white women have come forward and said the same thing about this man... Um, more people are like, oh my gosh, Joss Whedon must be a total raging maniac. He must be a complete <laughs> insufferable diva. How have we not seen this before? The signs were all there. Why didn't anybody tell us? Mm. Maybe because like, you don't give a really? fuck about black people. <laughs> now the Gal Gadot has said it and Homegirl from, from Angel and Buffy and all of them other people, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe Joss Whedon is a terrible person. Because I've never heard of rich, famous Hollywood executives and directors being complete <laughs> insufferable assholes on the sets of things. It's never happened. So I don't believe it. Um, so fuck no, you. absolutely right. <laughs> Completely correct. Like, what? Of and everybody's now awful. trying to like string together all of these excuses as to why it's different now that these white women have said it versus when that nigga said it. Lastly, I just want to say that I don't give a mother fuck about Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Paul George, Paul Revere, Bunyan. I don't give a fuck about none of these niggas and you're not going to make me. I don't care about I don't I don't even think the one that Floyd Mayweather is supposed to fight is the one that was caught up in this hat bullshit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. So Floyd I do Mayweather, know that it's Jake Paul though who's been boxing, and I think niggas have been. I think he's been like getting paid to win. I think niggas have been getting paid to throw matches against him. I want to say that I believe you're incorrect, and it is actually Logan Paul that is the one that is fighting. Oh, is it? I mean, I don't. You know really what? Know. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Fucking matter. We're talking about two of the same ten things I hate about you. Can't hardly wait, ass <laughs> white boys. It doesn't even fucking matter. Either way, right. one of them boxes, and the other one is just professionally annoying. And so, the one that boxes is supposed to fight Floyd Mayweather at some point soon. And I believe his brother, for some reason, was at this press thing with. Um, Floyd Mayweather and they're arguing back and forth in the middle of a sea of photographers and whatever other boxing sport niggas and at some point the Paul brother says <laughs> got your hat and snatches off Floyd Mayweather's hat to reveal Shut his up. status as a, a balding black and then he was chased around and apparently smacked up over this hat Honestly, I still have a hard time believing that this was legit and not all publicity right, shit. Right. Um, but either way, I don't care. Please just punch each other and and fuck off. Like, I are you fucking kidding me? This white boy who's an adult snatch a nigga's ha hat off of his head and runs around and is apparently now mm -hmm. selling hats that say "Get your hat." Who the who are are you Beaver right. Cleaver? What the fuck are you doing? Like, and why are y'all having this big ass press conference any the fuck way? Y'all couldn't like just fight, just fight, just oh, fight, no, beat each other bloody, and please fuck <laughs> off, like girl. The, the, is it that like y'all down bad that much? Like it, the the sheer absurdity of the fact that this is even happening wasn't enough to sell 
whatever tickets or 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 view i don't know what you call it but right that wasn't enough you had to have this fucking little rascal sandlot ass loser come and and run just fight and and leave the rest of this fuck shit to you know the tiktok teens or, or whoever else like you just not gonna get me to to give you more than this I, I, right. I, the fact that we've gone from hearing stories about these kids just being completely disrespectful and insufferable to now we're supposed to look at one of them as a legitimate like sports phenomenon. Yeah, no. And on on top of that, we also have to watch Nickelodeon. Fuck off! Like, leave, go away. I mean, so first of all, I googled which Paul brother boxes and the fact that after I typed like Paul, Google completed the search for me. I was like, okay, so we're not the only ones who were confused about this. And you're right. It's Logan that is the boxer. And I thought maybe Jake was the one who got in trouble for that terrible video he filmed in Japan. But that was also Logan. So like, see, I thought that was Jake, too. Yeah, no, that was both Logan. But Jake is also apparently terrible. And I'm not surprised. They're both like. They look like the epitome of, like, terrible white boys. So I'm not surprised at all. And to hear that he, like, snatched off Floyd Mayweather's hat and now it's a whole thing, that honestly makes me believe even more that they are being paid to do this. Right. And especially because a nigga like Floyd Mayweather would have fought anybody for that shit. Like, probably would have just sat there and beat your fucking ass cameras or not if he was not paid to go along with it in whatever way, however that video turned out. I'm sure it didn't turn out with that boy getting his fucking ass beat, so. I mean, it was a huge, like, you know, it was just a big, a big chaotic scene. A sea, a sea of arms and shoving and stuff where you couldn't really see anything. I think somebody said that he got, like, like they busted his eye or somebody. Like, they mm. say that they, like, he actually got hands put on him at some point. But I still don't. But I mean, that's literally what's going to happen to his brother anyway for a bag. We're talking about boxing. So right. you're not going to convince me that, like, this wasn't a publicity stunt because he actually exactly. got hands put on him. Exactly. I don't buy it. The whole thing sound just seems so fake, so contrived. And snatching a grown man's hat off of his head and running away with it on some fucking iCarly ass mm-hmm. bullshit to me that. is like, w- what? Right. Exactly. Just fight each other and leave us the fuck alone, please. And if you're not even the one fighting, bitch, stay at home. Which I believe he has to now, because apparently he was banned from the Hard Rock Stadium because, of course, this is happening in Miami Gardens. Oh, Um, God. (laughs) I think that's also where Rolling Loud is taking place. And as I told you, Rolling Loud has no no fewer than 736 guests or acts. So, yikes. It feels like a bad idea. <laughs> Just punch each other in the face. I have no yeah. problem with that. I watch loads of UFC and, and boxing and stuff. It's probably like the one sport that I actually do watch on purpose quite frequently. But I don't give a fuck about Floyd Mayweather. And I super yeah. don't give a fuck <laughs> about Tweedledee or Tweedledum. So right. you're not going to get me. Was like, <laughs> ugh, already a terrible nigga. And I still hope that he beats the absolute dog shit out of this white oh, boy. Oh, definitely. I'm sorry. 100%. Floyd Mayweather is insufferable and awful and terrible. And I'm not a, like, I can respect his stats or whatever, I guess, if you would like me to do that. 
Um, but as a, a fan of him, no, not at all, not even almost. Mm-hmm. And no, I hope that he blood like I hope that he does this nigga like the show mm-hmm. I told you not to watch, Invincible. Damn. So I didn't even tell even, you not to watch it. Yeah, I mean, but I that reference alone is enough for me to be like, I definitely don't need to look at this. But yeah, and if he doesn't, if for some reason this Logan Paul boy wins, then my theory, you will really not be able to convince me that I'm not right about that. Because there's no reason that Logan Paul should beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. None. So you won't be able to convince me it's not rigged. Sorry. I've you there, You won't. And you know what? Have at it, friends. Do what you need to do. Yes, I'll but what I'm not gonna way. do. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna treat no more of this fully wang garbage like <laughs> no fully wang. like anything more than that. Yeah. Got your hat? Are you fucking Mm-mm. kidding me? No, what is this? The like kids that. WB? You fucking right. bitch. I'm done. Exactly. This is not no Disney Channel shit. Like, we're all grown here. Fuck do you mean snatching somebody's hat? Um, okay. I also don't have much to say. I really just want to cuss out one stupid racist white bitch real quick by the name of Caitlyn Jenner. Um, we talked about this dumb bitch a few weeks ago, I think, on the show when we talked about her running for office um for governor of California. So if you don't know, she has given a couple of interviews, one to TMZ while they interrupted her outside of fucking coffee bean and tea leaf or whatever. And then another one where she went on literal Fox News with Sean Hannity. So like one of the worst personalities on probably the worst major. No, I'm sorry. Definitely the worst major news network that you could go on. And she has basically been talking about how trans girls should not be allowed to compete um, in girls sports in school and (laughs) talking about how it's a question of fairness and and calling trans girls biological boys and saying that it's not fair and we have to protect girls sports in school and and even like being so ridiculous as to be like you know, I didn't expect to get asked about this on my coffee run, but I just want to make sure that everybody knows it's an issue of fairness and we have to protect the girls and blah, blah, blah. So, like, first of all, I don't care if you got interrupted on your coffee run because, stupid bitch, you're running for fucking governor of California. California has a GDP that is greater than, like, most nations on Earth. So I don't give a fuck if somebody interrupted you outside of Starbucks to ask you about something that is extremely controversial and extremely fucking relevant because that's what they're supposed to do. And then for this bitch to be, this was a totally different topic, but she was, I think she was talking about how like businesses are finding it hard to hire people because they won't pay a living wage. And people are like, yeah, fuck you. I'd rather stay at home and collect unemployment then be at risk for COVID because some stupid white bitch wants to yell at me about not wearing a mask inside the fucking Kroger or whatever. And so this bitch started talking about how like the people at her private plane hangar, which is like a place where people store their fucking planes, how like the other people in the hangars near her are like complaining about the fact that they can't find enough people who will work for fucking scraps. And it's like, stupid bitch, do you understand who you talking to? 
Most of us don't have a fucking private plane. Most of us don't have a hanger. And most of us are not the kind of goddamn hypocrite who would say that trans girls need to be excluded from sports while also participating in women's sports. That's right. Caitlyn Jenner competed in women's professional golf like four or five years ago. I think this was in 2016 that she did this exact very thing. Competed in women's golf as a trans woman. And even in 2015, she was talking about how this is so special. This is so important. Shout out to all the girls like her who feel seen and are able to do all this, blah, blah, blah. So I really don't know what happened. I don't know if it's the fact that Trump was in office since then and she got even more revved up in her Republicanness, even though she already was one. But I can't say fuck you enough to the kind of bitch who wants to slam the door shut once she makes it and leaves everybody else the fuck out. So it was fine for trans girls or women to compete in women's sports when you wanted to do it. But now it's an issue and it's fairness and we have to protect the integrity of girls sports. Sweetie, there is little to zero evidence that there is any real difference, especially once trans people start taking hormones. There is, it's like, it's negligible. Like, yeah, you might lose to a trans girl and you also might lose to a cis girl and you also might lose, period, because that's how races and matches and meets go. So the fact that you decided to, like, double down in the ignorance when you have benefited from the acceptance is like it's it's it would be completely mind boggling if it was not exactly what Republicans do every day across the country at all times. Talking about how COVID is a hoax while staying at home and not going out. If COVID's such a hoax, then why are you not out there in the streets with every goddamn body else? If COVID is a hoax, then why did you get vaccinated, Tucker Carlson? Why did you get vaccinated, Trump? If it's a fucking hoax. Because y'all say one thing and do another, and there's no reason why any of us should have ever thought that Caitlyn Jenner's bitch ass would be any goddamn different. I cannot say fuck you enough. No wonder Chris had you in the background with one or two lines per fucking season every time you was on that goddamn show. Because who wanted to run the risk that you would open your big stupid mouth and fuck something up? You goofy ass bitch. I really don't understand how you are the benefit. Like you are literally benefiting from something. You are the beneficiary of this kindness, this understanding, this openness, this correctness. And then you turn around and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I did that. But the rest of y'all shouldn't be able to do that because fuck y'all. But of course, that is the Republican way. It fully is. It's not surprising at all. Like, But Caitlyn Jenner to the highest, to the most extreme. What a like complete walking contradiction. Yes. Like, I don't even understand how it's not embarrassing, but at the same time, it's like, this is why I feel like so many dumbasses will say to me, like, you're black before you're gay or before you're mm, anything else. And I'm like, bitch, yeah. that doesn't make any fucking sense. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is like, because the worst of the worst are, are like people like this, like Caitlyn Jenner, who right. even in her being trans and going through, like, the mild, I'm talking about, yep. like, the bare minimum amount of scrutiny um, and, you know, criticism or whatever that a trans woman would right. in this country or the world to, like, 
turn right back around and be like, oh, no, I'm still soups Republican to the core. None of that has changed. <laughs> Never gonna. In fact, I didn't even know what you're talking about. So yeah. what does trans mean? Oh, I, I thought you meant like burn everyone to the ground that's not white and like rich. Mm, I don't know. It's like also everything. That. <laughs> this is like everything that Trump has said or done that was incredibly transphobic. Like, totes agree over right. here on the Caitlyn Jenner side. All good with me, hon. That's my present. Or like, it's just other dumb shit talking about like your neighbors that are leaving California because there are homeless people, you know, at you know, the bottom of yeah, the field. Yeah, on the street. On whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, are you complaining about people on the street while you're on your way to your house? Is there zero self-awareness here? Is it? Is it zero? <laughs> I really don't. I don't. That bitch is in for a rude awakening. I so. Oh my God. She needs her fucking ass beat. Like, this is why representation alone is not enough. Because Caitlyn is a trans woman, but that's all she is. Literally. What do they call um, Republicans that aren't like ridiculous? What do they call them? Republican in name only or something? Oh. Oh, yeah. Rhinos? There's, yes. That. <laughs> yeah. That's like, like, Caitlyn is the trans version of that. Like, she really is. Like, trans, just, she is just trans. She and- is just a trans person. And, and and was like all up the trans community ass at first because she needed that fucking validation and acceptance. Yes, and someone shit. needed it to do it. Right. Right. And then she immediately got over it. Yeah, you denounced Trump, but then you hired a member of Trump's inner circle to work on your campaign for governor. Probably got some like, free shoes, a couple of uh, hugs. Fuck out of here. I hate a, this bitch. <laughs> got to fully just walk right yeah. through that transition with right. support of people that she would then turn right back around and be like, nah, fuck y'all. What are you talking about? Everything about you is bizarre, bizarre and an abomination and you should be ashamed right. of yourself for even asking for rights. Like, right. what are you? What? Fuck you. Like the same rights you were just asking for a few years ago when like, you posed in, you- a, in a red dress and some pumps? The same acceptance you were asking for, bitch? Oh, you don't remember that part? Oh, you was always out? Is that what it is? Let's be clear. Most of the black girls clocked this for what it was from the very goddamn beginning. True. They knew your ass was fake, phony, and was never really about equality for everybody. Literally from the beginning. They knew that shit. They knew you was going to be just like the white gays who wanted a cure for HIV and marriage, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Once they got their meds and their legal rights, they didn't give a fuck about nobody else. Still don't. They knew you were going to be that exact same goddamn way. And of course you are. Here of course you are. you are that way. There right you are, time. being the dumb white bitch we always knew you would be. Congratulations, ho. You're just tired of, of being in the back, huh? <laughs> That's what it was. You had everybody thinking that like the girls just couldn't stand <laughs> you, and Chris was Chris was backing up because she couldn't handle the whole trans thing. Meanwhile, Shut turns out. <laughs> Girl, you're basically just Tucker Carlson. Right. (laughs) You're basically (laughs) just another ridiculous Republican shithead out here saying something, but moving and behaving in a completely different way. 
and expecting us regular ass non-rich, non-white people to relate to you somehow. I mean, you're already running as a Republican and being trans at the same time. Like you're already doing that. And I guess she feels like... Right. I mean, but I guess she feels like the more hateful she is, the more Republicans will overlook her transness. But, sweetie, Absolutely. right now they are. I mean, they're still fighting in fucking courts across the country to keep trans people out of sports, to keep trans people out of bathrooms, to keep trans people out Doesn't of being matter. employed. And she don't give a she'll fuck never, about none of that. None of she'll that. She'll never not have to. I mean, she'll never be turned away from a bathroom. She'll never have nope. to worry about that. She's not going to be playing any motherfucking sport besides golf, clearly, anytime soon or ever again. Like, I mean, she's golf, completely girl. wealthy enough to, like, to fly right above all of the issues mm-hmm. that are going to be facing, like, the average trans woman, trans man, trans person in America or wherever the fuck else. And she knows that. And I do agree that she feels like if I am at like hateful and say all of this completely ridiculous conservative shit, then I'll get to still be in the party. I'll get to still be in the rooms that I always have been in and all of that other shit. When it's like, yeah, girl, like a couple of them might still put their arm around and reach out and take a picture with you and stuff for the same reason that they'll take a picture with Lil Pump or whatever random ass rat nigga that they've never heard of. But, you know, when they're also like, oh, my president, oh, Trump 2020, blah, 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 because they love if there is nothing is there Mm -hmm. if there is nothing that a Republican loves, it is someone that comes from a community or a background that is constantly shit on by conservatives that publicly agrees with conservative shit. They love that. They love parading niggas in front of niggas like, see? Candace gets it. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? <laughs> like, yep. you can't say that da 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 because clearly there are black people that agree with us. So they can do the exact same thing with Caitlyn Jenner or any other, you know, transphobic trans person uh, mm-hmm. and be like, well, clearly, you know, she gets it. So what the it's fuck fine. is the problem? So I don't understand what's wrong with the rest of you trans because Caitlyn Jenner is a trans and she's on <laughs> our side. So we don't understand right. why the rest of you trans aren't on our side either. Like, she is absolutely you're the their token. And she don't have no problem with that because she wants their acceptance more than anything else. Exactly. Because this bitch was socialized as a rich white man and that has not gone away. That socialization, that way she grew up, the fact that when she announced her transition, she had already paid for and sped through the process of getting however many surgeries. She didn't have to do none of the shit that regular everyday trans people have to go through. None of that shit. You know why? Because that bitch showed up with a fucking platinum card and that was all it took. You don't have to do shit else when you have the money. Caitlyn has never been about the community at the same time she used the community and depended on the community to get people to do basic shit like respect her fucking pronouns. Which is something that most of us who are not assholes will do anyway simply because trans people deserve that respect. Even though Caitlyn don't deserve that respect, trans people deserve that respect. And so I don't have to. God damn, I don't have to misgender you to drag you, sis. Right. Oh, no. I sat here and literally dragged you to the base of your fucking lace front. And I I don't don't have have to misgender you to do it. But it's fucked up that the rest of us have to give you or not even have to give you consideration. It's fucked up that we care enough and you don't. 
And yet you come over here reaching out for the community and talking to the community and begging for the community whenever you fucking need them. And then you discard motherfuckers like they ain't nothing when it don't serve your interests no more. Oh, I hate that bitch. <laughs> I hate her. All right. Oh, and that will wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com. We are on social media at thisistheread. And you can find our merch on shoptheread.com. Any news for you, friend, before we leave? No. Um, just, I really, really enjoy uh, Black Lady Sketch Show. It is so funny. The sketches have been great this season. I thought they mm-hmm. were great the first season, but if you haven't been watching, maybe go and check it out because they have been having me literally cracking the fuck up. Like the courtroom Kiki sketch was funny the first time. It was funny again this season. Doctor, what is her name? Hadassah? Hadassah, yes. Ola Yinka Ali Youngman pre-PhD. She I hate Robin. is amazing. Like, Robin, I will watch a full movie about her. Like, yeah. she is so funny in that role. The wedding scene, like the sketch that they did when she went to her sister's wedding, which I believe was last season. But then this season they did Black yes. Table Talk with Gabrielle. Oh no, Yee I haven't seen that episode. Oh God! <laughs> I oh, was I to watch that. <laughs> crying. She starts the whole thing off. I'm not going to say it to it, but she starts the whole thing off like, today we're here to talk about women in the workplace. Why? <laughs> the way- <laughs> <laughs> the, the way she said why Just like I watched no that why like oh my god it was so funny she said why so many she said to Gabrielle why so many jobs and how does your husband deal with this betrayal <laughs> Robin really nails that fucking character like <laughs> it's really good but like She's so really many good. the whole whole cast is great. They really commit to the characters and the bits. I think the writing is really clever. And yeah, that's just something I've been catching up on as well in this past week. And it has brought me uh, some laughs and joy throughout the week that I needed. So shout out to everybody over there, that writer's room and all the actors and crew and stuff. Mm. Yes, I love that you... I love that you brought that up because that reminds me about Z-Way's show, which just debuted um, on Showtime this past yeah. weekend. And first of all, I love it. Fran Leibowitz was her first guest and it was hilarious. Like, I just, I really enjoyed it. I loved the set. I loved the transitions. I loved everything about it. And Z-Way actually was a writer on Robin's show on BET. Mm-hmm. That's when I first met her when I went and did the podcast for Robin's show when it was on BET. So it's just amazing to see her now with her own show on Showtime. And I just love the whole setup, um, the whole way they're doing it. So congrats to her on that. And yes, congrats to Robin and Ashley and Sky and the whole cast and crew over there um, doing their thing on HBO. Um, Yo, Gabrielle Dennis is so funny. Oh my God, don't get me me started. Truly don't get me started on her. I believe I've mentioned before, like, I couldn't stand her when she was on the game. Like, 
could and for no reason besides being petty and she was the new girlfriend like that was it like oh, i don't even think her character did anything like bad but i couldn't stand her and that wasn't even like i mean it was a sitcom but it was more you know drama and stuff yeah. whereas here she just gets to be full out funny and like she when she played that bailiff in the yeah. courtroom like she yeah. commits they are <laughs> so funny like I'm sorry. Anyways, great show. Check it out. It gave me some laughs. I'm done. Yay. Shout out to Black Girls. And on that note, we will see y'all next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.